Hello, dear friends and colleagues. This is the episode of CardioCast for atherosclerosis in young adults. This is the episode number 38. I'm Dr. Majinikar with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Eston Khalilipur, providing this episode for you. And we hope you listen to this episode and enjoy that. The burden of atherosclerosis in the young adults is something that's not deniable. Premature CAD or PCAD is defined as CAD occurring in men and women younger than 45 and 55 years old, respectively. But these cutoffs tend to vary from 45 to 65 of age, as evident in different studies. And in some studies, something that is consensually accepted is the disease after age of 65 could be defined as something that is natural and any atherosclerotic disease less occurring in the age less than 65 could be considered as premature CAD. So this is the variability in the definition. Since PCAD is a multifactorial disease and genetic predisposition plays an important role in younger adults diagnosed with this disease, it is imperative to further investigate risk factor between patients with PCAD compared to those without that. Globally, PCAD represents a significant burden and an important public health challenge resulting in years of productive lives lost and an increased burden all health systems. This is need to be mentioned that four-fifths means 80% of those who present with PCAD have at least one modifiable risk factor. So this disease is not something cryptogenic in this category. Indeed, in series of consecutive patients aged around 50 years old that presented with type 1 myocardial infarction, approximately 20% were aged less than 40 years old. They had similar risk profiles except for more substance abuse, especially cigarette smoking and uh, spontaneous coronary artery dissection, more prevalent. These two are two main differentiating points in this age. But when we are thinking about the long-term prognosis about this group of patients, past or current smoking, as I told, was the most important and prevalent risk factor, something like 60%. The second one may be the premature CAD, that is 40%. Within 10 years follow-up in this group of patients, the recurrence of one mace is 52 to 3%. 19% of this group of patients experiencing two recurrent maces and 21% of these patients, unfortunately, pass away. So, this important, large, and significant burden of disease and worrisome outcome after the presentation of disease, atherosclerotic disease in this age group, reminds us that we have to be cautious about this group and diagnosing very, very soon and pay more attention to this age group. Unfortunately, after the diagnosis of disease in premature CAD group, around 35% of patients continued smoking. And this means that we are not successful in managing this important and prevalent risk factor. In more than 85% of this group of patients, 
we never reach to the desired and suggested level of goal of less than 70 milligram per deciliter of the LDL in this group. And unfortunately, 16% of this group of patients categorized as new onset diabetes mellitus. Female sex, diabetes mellitus, chronic kidney disease, multiple cell disease, and chronic inflammatory disease were factor associated with the recurrent maces in this group of patients. The next point that is very, very important is the association of the sudden cardiac death in this group. As I mentioned in the maces, diabetes mellitus, dyslipidemia, current smoking, hypertension, presence of CAD and multivessel disease, all are associated with sudden cardiac death. That is the most worrisome presentation of atherosclerotic disease in this age group. We mentioned that the most prevalent risk factors, even in this young age group, are the defined risk factor and something that mostly are manageable and modifiable. We have to pay attention to this groups of risk factor. And at the top of this list, we are talking about cigarette smoking. We know that cigarette smoking increases virtually all clinical manifestation of ASCVD. And we also know that the highest prevalence of smoking or the age group between 25 to 44 years old. And after that, between 45 to 64. And the lower incidence of prevalence in the less than uh, 24 years old and over 65 years old. We know that smoking decreases an individual's life expectancy by approximately 10 years. And also we know that the smoking acts synergistically with hypertension, diabetes mellitus, and hyperlipidemia to increase the risk of disease. Smoking doubles the risk of the CHD and the stroke, triples the risk of sudden cardiac death, unfortunately, and increases fivefold the risk of peripheral artery disease and abdominal aortic aneurysm. And we know that the risk of MI is higher in the smoking younger group. I have to mention that the e-cigarettes, although contain less toxic materials, but there are some studies that document the negative effect on atherosclerotic disease. The benefit of smoking cessation are substantial, especially earlier in life. And we know the life expectancy benefit is greater when smoking stops earlier in the life. For the hypertension, the tips that I have to explain is that the, in young age group, especially in those that the, they are not covered with insurance, those that are not provided for the healthcare, and those who are not going by themselves for the healthcare visit, the risk of uncontrolled hypertension is higher. Right now, we define a stage one as 130 over 80 millimeter mercury of the blood pressure. And for this stage one, although the risk is not very high, but in some groups, we have to pay special attention to controlling even earlier. These are the group with the family history of premature CAD, the group with the hypertension in the pregnancy, and those with the premature birth. These three groups uh, have to be covered and considered meticulously in the treatment of the stage one. And another point is that the 
blood pressure at any level for the systolic blood pressure more than 90 millimeters are correlated with coronary artery calcium. This is something that showed in observational study. And this is also very important to think about that and consider about the number and how and when we are going to control the blood pressure. And we know any increase in the blood pressure with the age and for the duration of the blood pressure gonna be very, very related to the end organ damage that occurring early and although in early in lower blood pressure levels. For this, the recommendation is the annual checking of blood pressure in all population over the age of three and at least annually in all adults aged more than 18 for the early diagnosis of hypertension and treating and reducing the risk for these groups. About the cholesterol from both Framingham risk score and pulled court equations, we know that the interaction with the time and duration of the lipids and the disease. Cholesterol levels early in life influence the development of progression of atherosclerosis and long-term risk. Adults should have a standard lipid and traditional risk factor assessment at least every five years starting at the age of the 20. This is very, very important. And we learned that about 20% of the youth between the age of 6 to 19 do not have ideal levels for lipids. And 25% of adolescents have at least one component abnormal in lipid profile. Multiple observational court study also showed that the risk of ASCVD increases with increased exposure to elevated LDL. And this is very similar to the cigarette smoking and the pack years of the smoking that we are thinking about that. So because of this and all data that we gather from the familial hypercholesteremia patients, we know that the LDL intervention and treatment of the high LDL have significant impact on the disease progression and also the prevention. When we are thinking about the LDL, it needs to be considered here and have a little explanation about the ApoB. We know that a group of patients that we are checking for the risk factor, the modifiable risk factor, and after we know about the disease in this group of patients, uh, we consider them that they are not having any risk factor. For example, uh, LDL level is normal, blood pressure normal, not a smoking, no family history, nothing about that. And in these groups, when we are measuring to ApoB, in this group that with normal non-HDL or LDL cholesterol and there is discordant uh, B uh, be high in the setting of the normal LDL this this group discordant group of the patients also have higher risk of the atherosclerotic disease so in this group we have to measure B at least one and provide information about management of the cardiometabolic risk in this group of patients for the TG, we know that the independent association of the TG risk factor defined, and we know about that, but we know that comparing to the LDL, the impact of adjusting and treating the hyper-TG, not the same level of the LDL. Another point that needs to be mentioned is lipolidl A. We know that lipolidl A is very similar to LDL and producing the liver and carries one upobit particle, free cholesterol, cross-resistors, and TG, and phospholipids, including oxidized phospholipids. And we know for the 
measurement of lipolytinate, there is no need for the long-term fasting. And we, in addition, know that the lipolytinate A are stable over a long period of time. When you are measuring one time, that is enough. And there are a lot of non-genetic factors that affect lipolytinate A level, including the chronic kidney disease, especially nephrotic syndrome, liver disease, hypothyroidism, diabetes mellitus, and postmenopausal state, acute inflammation, and some medication. Observational study and all the genetic Mendelian randomization studies and meta-analysis have found an approximately 10 to 20% relative risk increase in atherosclerotic cardiovascular risk per one standard deviation, higher lipolytinate A. Guidelines, in addition, indicate that a high level of lipolytinate is a long-term risk factor that favors preventive therapies targeting other modifiable risk factors. But unfortunately, lack of harmonization of lipolytinate measurements, differing percentiles for various population groups, and lack of validated therapy for lipolytinate A limit the ability to create uniform cut points for this lipid. Notably, European and Canadian guidelines have endorsed a screening of lipolytinate A once in a lifetime to identify those at very high risk who merit intensive risk factor controls in other groups. But fortunately, there are some ongoing trials for treating the high lipolytinate A that could be promising and we have some medication and management for that. About the diabetes mellitus, aside from the fact that diabetes mellitus onset at earlier age than 40 years of age carries with it a longer lifetime exposure to the disease and its complication compared with those with later onset, there is also increasing evidence that earlier onset type 2 diabetes is more rapidly progressive than it is in older adults mean age more than 60 and is associated with a greater risk of ASCVD compared with the similarly aged individual with type 1 diabetes. About 50% of adults with type 2 diabetes age 30 to 39 years old and they have coronary artery plot using computed tomography on geography and 25% are more likely to have CAC than non-diabetic control subjects after adjustment for non-risk factor. In diabetes type 1, CAC was present in something like 30% of a cohort with average age 40 years old and where the calcium score presence was related to the duration of diabetes mellitus and cardiovascular risk factors was significantly associated with the increased risk of CVD events. We also two comprehensive episodes about the diabetes mellitus and in 26 and 27 and you can go there and have some find useful information about that. But overall when we are thinking about this group of patient. Something that is important is the identifying the high risk group at the age between 20 to 39. Thinking about tobacco use, hypertension, family history of premature CAD, a family history of hypercholesterolemia, family hypercholesterolemia, diabetes mellitus, and multiple risk factors. And using the calcium artery, the coronary artery calcium score CAC for defining group that there are maybe get benefits from early intervention and treatment with the high-dose statin or controlling the disease in this age. When we're thinking holistically about the approach to atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease prevention in young adults, you have to consider all these risk factors that I mentioned and have some specific manipulation and modification. 
for example, going for the risk prediction, going for lifetime risk escorts, checking non-HDL, APOB, liponatal A, and diabetes mellitus risk factors, going for measuring blood pressure at home and community at the time period that advised, social determinants, polygenic risk escorts, going for risk implementation for preventing strategy, discussion of enhancing factors and lifetime risk escorts, going for five A's, ask, advise, assist, and arrange for tobacco cessation, intensive lifestyle counseling for metabolic risk factors, checking the calcium score, carotid imaging using ultrasound for defining the disease, and selected high-risk individuals, severe or multiple risk factors, since adolescents going for intensive risk reduction with estatin therapy. All of these are useful, and we need to consider all these issues holistically in this group of the patient to prevent or early diagnose this disease in this group of patients that are vulnerable to sudden cardiac death that is a worrisome outcome that cannot be managed when happened. So the most important issue that we can take from these episodes is thinking about our risk factors, the modified risk factors, not going mostly for some hidden risk factors like APOB or lipolytel A or homocysteine that right now we considered as the something routinely could be checked and thinking about the family history of premature CAD and considering all these risk factors in this group of patients, thinking about the cigarette smoking as the most prevalent predisposing factor for the PCAD, thinking about the family history that gathering all these abnormalities impaired metabolic milieu in this group of the patients, thinking about the lipolytel A, checking it at this one time in life, and also going for controlling and managing and preventing diabetes mellitus, hypertension, hyperlipidemia at earlier stages to prevent this very, very accelerated course of the atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease in the young group of population. Thank you very much for your listening.